That was the worst <laughs> laugh for cold, or a cold opening. What are you talking about? That was terrible. Do you want to clap? No, I want you to sing me happy all birthday. Right, all right, all right. That's what I want you to do. Where's my pitch pipe? Let's not. I'm joking. Happy birthday to you. Oh, no. no. Happy God. birthday to you. Happy birthday, you old fossil. <laughs> Happy birthday to, to you. you, you old son of a gun. You know how you know you're old? Is when, when you turn Todd 75? puts a picture of you on the internet with a gopher quarter zip on, and then you show up at work with the exact same quarter zip on. I mean, is it really? That's pathetic. Like, I have like three shirts, okay? Three shirts, three quarter zips. That's it. I have three. All right. Well, it is your birthday. So, why don't you uh, tell us what it's like being 94? 55. 55. 55 today. 55 and still alive. And Todd officially outed me on the Twitter feed. I love that. My real name is Tony Zozel, but we go by Tony Scott on the air. So, <laughs> thank you, Todd. He did uh, He did consult with me before posting. I didn't care. I've never really cared. I'm I've pretty never, sure people I've know your never, last name. Well, dude. not everybody. People are like, what? Huh? You know, it's in people's phone. I like love they'll hearing call and there'll be Tony Scott on their phone. I'm like, I've never introduced anybody by name other than on this show or writing an article. I love hearing people come up to you and say, hi, Mr. Scott. <laughs> I giggle. Do you know what it makes me think of? Michael Scott. Yeah. I hey, know. Mrs. Scott. What someone, you gonna do? Someone made that. What you gonna Rob do? Grammer. Make dreams come true. Rob Grammer is hey, the one to point Mrs. out. He goes, I like what you did there. But, you know, you're Michael Scott, but the Tony Scott, you know, I'm like... I'm not that clever. <laughs> I am not that clever. <laughs> I wish I were. I'm not that take, clever. Hold on. Take your glasses off for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Boom roasted. <laughs> Stanley, you're fat and your heart sucks. Boom roasted. <laughs> Angela. Angela, where are you? Oh, there you are. Hiding behind that grain of, of rice. rice. <laughs> <laughs> my Creed, your teeth called. <laughs> your breast stinks. <laughs> Boom roasted. Stanley. That's some Stanley. <laughs> oh, I can't do Oscar. I couldn't do that no, one. No, no, no. I can't do Oscar. It? We're going down a dangerous road here. We we can say whatever we want, but we can't say as much as no. network television. No, no, we can't. <laughs> we cannot. So, What do you think? Should we get into the show we should now that it. we've done enough impressions? Let's do it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Girls High School Her Ice Podcast. Tonight's pod is sponsored by Jack's Cafe. Three generations of great food for any special occasion. The Red and Black League, the largest boys and girls high school league in Minnesota. And Summit Orthopedics, 11 locations throughout the Twin Cities and specialists ready to treat any sports injury. Now, here's Peter and Tony. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bouncing master. Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool We've officially entered the note-passing phase of the podcast. We have, we have. Do you want to read my note? I can't because it would have to get bleeped out. So It's got a smiley face on yeah, it. Yeah, it's though. probably on the desk <laughs> and people can read it. Bad word there. If you if you walk into an arena, if you spend any time watching hockey and you don't think you've ever heard that word before, I got some rough news for oh, you. Oh, I know. 
I know. Yeah. All right. What do you say we just dive right into the deep end here? We've already had quite a full morning. We have. We have. We have a great interview. Our first ever for the uh, Her Ice podcast. Woo! I'm excited. And she killed it. Oh, too, crushed it. Way. Just Absolutely. hammered it. Little tease there for Emily Meyer, Crookston Pirate head coach. Mm-hmm. Should we call him Crookston Sacred Heart? Mm, maybe. No. Maybe someday. No. I don't like the co-op names. What? I'm just not a big co-op name where you really? string them all together. Eh, just, just but what about, uh, what about Centennial, Loyola? Centennial SLP is a mouthful, you know? Champlin yes. Park, Coon Rapids, mouthful. I don't like all that. What do you okay? But how do you decide who gets? I what? have no idea. I have no idea. Okay, you're kind of like that one mom who was really mad during the state tournament a couple of years ago that the Which announcers. One? There, there was there was one that I'm thinking of. She was super pissed that one of the announcers kept referring to a team as just like the oh, predominant yeah. team name. Yeah, she's like, "Well, you're forgetting Esco Carlton and the rest of the schools of Cloquet, something probably. like that." Yeah, something like that. You know, the team manager is from one of the schools, and they just really need a shout out. I know. I All right, know. I have become that person. You have your crush. I'm opposite of that person. All right. <laughs> All right. Scores from last week presented oh. by Jack's Cafe. Have you been at Jack's lately? No. Last time I was at mm. Jack's was on that wonderful Sunday brunch. It was incredible. It was, it counting, was good. counting down the minutes until uh, the Vikings game. It was good. Um, daughters were there, right? Jake wasn't there, was he? No, he was there. Jake was there. I so went the to brunch family. with the entire the whole Zozo family. family. Scott family, sorry. That was great. That was fantastic. That was a good time. I'm looking forward to going back to Jack's Cafe. It's in a fabulous location. Yes, and they have their they have their reindeer out now. Oh, good in the patio there. So it's they're Winter already for their. I think the next three Saturdays they're going to have like a Santa thing there. So the third, cool. the tenth, and the seventeenth, you can go visit Santa over at Jack's Cafe and pick up a gift card. I mean, awesome deal on the gift cards. Great restaurant. Great gift for a babysitter. Great gift for. Uh, maybe grandparents who take care of your kids. Great gift for a couple. Um, you know, people just moved into town. Great gift for them. Lots, lots of special occasions you can spend at Jack's Cafe. I tell you what, to heal the wounds from Thanksgiving, I'll take my parents to Jack's Cafe. Yes, you How should. How about that? That would be a fantastic <laughs> move. Um, yeah, you're in deep trouble yeah. with mom and dad. Thankfully, they don't listen to the podcast. No, let's oh, rip them. Let's, let's just rip them. Rip them, mom and I dad. Agree. I agree. Hey, be thankful you got a mom and dad. Mine have passed away and missed them dearly I, every holiday. You know, I uh, I sympathize with you. Um, you. I'll give you a hug off air. Thank I don't you. want to do it on camera. That'd be it's weird. It's the holidays, man. You know what I am going to do on camera, though? What? I'm going to pop a bottle. Is this the time to do it? We're on scores from last okay. week, right. presented by Jack's Cafe, All right. one of our wonderful sponsors. I have my upset special for this week, by the way. Oh, good. Because I'm going to pick. Hopefully, you got one. I'm going to pick the opposite team. Oh. No, it's not upset then. Let's go. <laughs> Pop your champagne. Crookston over Northfield. My <laughs> upset special. This bottle opener is from not working. Do you, need a, do you need a man to open that? I could probably do that for you. This mm. is great. This is you going don't know how really to do well. it, do you? No, I don't. What the, what the right hell here. is this? That to me. Jeez. All right. Show us how to do it, Grandpa. Oh, hang on. Well, this thing's I don't want to do this anymore, this Grandpa. Thing's way. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> working on it. Crookston over Northfield, Brecken Tall, Taylor Field, Emma Solheim, and Emma LaPlante. Cassie Solheim, excuse me, and Emma LaPlante. One goal each. Campbell Friggy, 25 saves on 27 shots. The Pirates get a marquee victory over. La- oh my God. 
Oh, maybe a man should do it. What'd you expect? I expected you to be able to open the bottle and not screw it up. Got it. There it goes. Oh, there's electronics. Spillage. Now I need a towel or I'm going to have the sticky hands for the rest of the pod. This is going to suck. My God, this was a bad idea. That was incredible. Remember how I did it last time and it didn't yeah, do you that? Yeah, smashed the bottle. Here we go. All right, yeah. all right, keep going. All right, Blake over Moorhead. Is that Four an upset? to three. I wouldn't call it an upset. It's a Not score. a surprise. It's a notable score, though. Very notable. Agreed. I would say it's notable. Eighth grader Callie Arthur, a goal and two assists. Her the first Bears, goal, too, by the way. The Bears are finding a way to score and win uh, without Ellie Morrison, who I believe is still on the injured list. And, and I've said this before. I think that uh, Callie Arthur is a really important piece to that Blake puzzle, especially when Ellie gets back, right? Because she's really fast. We've known her for, seen for many forever. years, right? Um, but to see her speed that we saw at the 12A level last year just jump right into the varsity level like she didn't miss a beat, and she's off to the races. So, Well, and just for any team like a Blake that has a high-quality top line, finding secondary scoring is paramount to the success down the yeah. line. You can make that same argument for a team like Gentry Academy. Yeah, and I'm hearing that Huguchi, Suzuguchi was injured in that game up there what? as well. Yes, oh, so uh, the Bears could be in trouble. I don't know if it's a one game left the game precautionary or if she is uh, could be out for a few weeks as well. If she is, the Bears are in trouble because they and aren't very deep. T-R-O-U-B-L-E. Yeah. All right. Moving on to another day, November 29th. Warroad over Bemidji. This was your upset special pick. Did not turn out well. What do you have to say for I, yourself? I you like I, some what? sparkling blush. No. Sparkling blush. I do have a very funny uh, text that I got from my friends in Warroad. Let me look up Blake Nelson getting all smart with me. Was it, hey, we outshot Bemidji 45 to 6? No, it was... Uh, um, it was, I'll, I'll put it up on the screen here. It says, there seems to be no size of intelligent life anywhere. You wow. Know? Which was, I thought was a pretty decent, um, chirp and, and well-deserved. Thanks Blake. For the record, I picked world. Uh, yeah, I know I didn't. <laughs> okay. I went with the young guns. All right. I know this, this score you is got to pick. You got to, you got to go out no, there. No, I got one. Me. I got I, a good I, one I, this week too. Hopefully you have you. one. I got you. I, I, I appreciate you. Yeah. Okay. You are you are loved and appreciated. This loss Thank for Bemidji, this hurts Hurt. me because last week I was strongly considering plucking Bemidji into the top ten. The undefeated then record. You would I wanted yeah. I wanted to play scra not scrabble. What's the game where you shake everything up? Yahtzee. I wanted Yahtzee. to play Yahtzee with the rankings because that seems more fun yeah. than playing checkers. Uh but losing in this fashion. And only getting six shots on goal, Bemidji is going to have to beat uh, Team USA fifteen to nothing to <laughs> sniff the rankings. I'm sorry, yeah. Bemidji. I love you. It's still a young team. They got a little dose of reality against the Warriors. It's interesting though because they beat Grand Rapids Greenway, and I think we have a Grand Rapids Greenway coming around the bend here pretty soon too. Don't you have a score on those guys? As I think they lost oh. to a section opponent badly. I would. I think they did. Hold, please. Yeah. What are you alluding to? I'm just saying what, we're not learning anything about northern 
double A hockey right Not now. yet, but it always know. takes what, until what the What do you holiday. got for Grand Rapids Greenway? I think they lost to Blaine. Blaine. Four to right? three. Yeah, so they're not the section final will not be in northern Minnesota again. Oh, because if they earn the two seed, I think on a rotational basis, it could be moved to. Are you telling me it'll be back at Fogarty? It's going to be at Fogarty. Oh, fun! Where it's saying. been because for the last Blaine decade. won right, and obviously Andover's not going to lose in section, <laughs> so it's going to be back in Fogarty. Again. What if, what if Andover loses just to spice things up a little bit? They wanted to take in a, a seven double like, A game. Eh. No. That oh, will never I don't happen. Think so. No, not in not in this season. It won't happen. All right. Uh, my only other score is Crookston over Fergus Falls, and we've already spent enough time on the Pirates. Oh, we will. Yeah. What was the score? Four it was uh, four one. to one. Okay. Yeah. I saw four that. to one. Pirates get the win on the road. Uh, we lost out on some really good games last night. You and I yeah, were I was both Dodge looking forward. Dodge County, to South St. Paul, Woodbury, Cottage Grove were the two games I kind of had narrowed. And then once you told me you were going to Dodge, I'm like, all right, I'll go to Cottage Grove and see. Well, it would have worked Woodbury. out really nicely. And in in any case, I was going to watch the Bemidji War game. <laughs> And I checked the score after the first period. It was four to nothing, Warrow. And I thought, ah, I go back watched to the uh, game for all of about thirteen minutes. How'd you like the announcing? I, that's. I'm sorry. I'm just. I can't watch a game where the camera moves back and forth without an announcer. It's just too hard. I'm like, I. I, I mean, the only players I could really detect out there were Kate Johnson by the way she skates and moves the puck, and Lila Lingtill. After that, and obviously probably Katie. Um, Comstock as well, but gotcha. for other reasons for her. Interesting. Did you watch the whole thing? No, I said I worked about 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. And then my wife came home and she was far more interesting than watching a game <laughs> without, the, you know, without announcing. Had I been, what, watch, had there been announcers or someone describing probably or scoring the, the goals, I probably would have watched gotcha. into the third period. Well, I turned it off and went back to some awkward documentary about a South Carolina low country family. Oh, awesome. I know. You're from there, aren't you? The low country? No, you've been there, though. I have been there, and it is a very strange place. Speaking okay. of strange places, we're going to move on to a fun little segment. All right. Can I say it? You can say it. Don't say the S part, okay? Am I the a-hole? Yes. Are you or aren't you? Are you or aren't you? This is Let's a, a game that uh, is based on, I can't, I can't remember if it's like Reddit or Twitter, or something, where people ask, basically, am I the a-hole? And they present a scenario, and then they ask the internet, am I the jerk in this situation? Right. Am I wrong in this situation? And All I have right. a list of teams here, AA and A, that I think I might have been unfair to this season. Or and they aren't ranked, right? They're not ranked. So you don't love them. But I'm asking, the am a-hole. I too low on this team? Am I the a-hole? Yeah. For not believing in these teams. And Tony Scott, I need you to tell me if I'm the a-hole. All right, go ahead. This is this is like a dream come true for yeah. you. Yeah, it is. All right, Blake. Yes, you are. Sorry. Okay. Um. <laughs> Blake, let me give you the rundown. I got skinnies for all these teams. Blake is 3-3. Three and three. They have wins against Simley, Northfield, and number 8, Moorhead. Their losses, its losses, excuse me, have come against number 1, Gentry, number 2, Andover, number 5, Maple Grove. Am I the a-hole for not ranking Blake? Um, you're okay not ranking them in December, uh, November, December, but when Ellie Morrison comes back in January, they will be in the top 10. So okay. no, you're not. Okay, good. One of the things I'm not a huge fan of for Blake is that two players have 15 of the team's 18 goals. I'm surprised it's that few. I mean, I, th- I thought of all of them would be from those players. No, no, no. They get three goals from other players. All right. Centennial, 
Spring Lake Park. There's your mouthful. They've won. I can't remember what their nickname is. Are they the Cougars? Cougar Panthers? <laughs> well, it'd be Cougar Panthers. Cougar Panthers. Let's just call them the Cats because they're both the cats. cats, right? Centennial SLP Cats have Let's won four cats. straight since opening with a two-goal loss to number five Maple Grove. They haven't allowed more than two goals in any single game. They're paced by Lauren O'Hara, Gopher Commit. Yeah. J.C. Chatlin, they've combined for 21 points, and then Caitlin Gross in net with a record of 3-1, and one, a 1-2-6 goals against, and a 9-54. Yeah. Am wow. I the a-hole for Caitlin, not ranking? Caitlin is putting up those kind of numbers. Um, then, typical. sure. Typical. I, I think you are the a-hole here. For not ranking Centennial. Wow. Because yeah. okay. a two-goal right. loss to right. Maple Grove, who's you know got that cemented themselves as the five team in the state yep but are they really the five team have they done anything to really solidify that spot like i i almost think the hill murray deserves that five spot because i think the top four are really good and then five is in question so okay well thanks thanks for that vote of confidence okay holy family three and oh allowed one goal in three games wins over eastview wyzetta and shakopee haley box is the leading scorer sedona blair's got sparkling numbers for a goal haley tender. box she's like ninth grade that's amazing. she's in eighth grade she might even be an eighth i don't know what her birth year is i know she's an 08 but that's all she might be you eight. don't know what her birth year is but she's no i don't eight. know what her birth her grade is but i know oh, she's an 08, gotcha am i the a-hole for not ranking holy family and i would no, throw out there that no, other too young they're too young and they're, I mean, Wyzetta has has shown they aren't even a top 20 team at this point. So what you're saying is I should ignore the peer pressure of other ranking sites. Don't even look at other ranking sites. <laughs> they don't know girls hockey, and everybody knows it. Whoa. Everybody knows that. Shots fired. So I am not the a-hole for not ranking no. Holy Family. Nope, not yet. They got a, they, they got their chance. I think they got Edina coming up soon, so. They've got a chance. they yeah. got a chance Edina, to Edina, this is not Edina's strongest team, so. Gonna be Dina. This is the year. Gotcha. All right, Class A. This one I Ooh, feel. Did I say Dina? I don't want to talk about Dina or Andover. Beep, or Wyzetta. beep, beep. Or, or beep. excuse me, Minnetonka. <laughs> Delano Rockford, four and one. The Tigers' lone loss comes against South St. Paul. Kayla Simonson has been the stud between the pipes. Four and one, point sixty, point nine seven four, two shutouts. Am I the a hole for not ranking Delano? No, they they gotta they need to pr- prove more. Kayla doesn't need to prove more. She's Probably the most underrated goaltender in the state. Okay. River Lakes. Stars are three and one. Speaking of goaltenders, did we announce the Lauren Larson commitment? Uh, did you catch that? I thought we didn't announce single commits. No, but on this show, we should point that out. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think she'll play now. Yeah. She hasn't played yet. She's, she was injured. <laughs> oh, was she? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry about that. All right. uh, Sophia Hess, eight goals, 10 points. Caden Swarovski, speaking of goaltenders, has been good in the crease. Am I the a-hole for not ranking River Lakes? State tournament team last year, they always I seem to be gonna, hovering in that like seven to five range. I think they'll be in the state tournament, but I don't think cause you only make a five top I only five, do five ranking. So the no. I'm I, thinking about I, expanding. I, that. I, I think you should. Um, I don't think so. Okay. I really don't think so. The reason I only do five is because it's so hard to do six through ten when you don't get to see them. But it feels like there are enough teams where we know enough players this year where doing six I think through you're ready. Could. I think you're ready to go ten. I, I'm, I would love it because it would give me ammo to give you crap. <laughs> you know, my God. You know, like the teams that get left out of this, uh, we're going to see like Dodge County, the southern Minnesota uh, teams, Dodge County, 
Laverne, Mankato East, Mankato East, they need to be in there because they're going to be in the state tournament because of how things are districted. I think they need to be given consideration. And then you have, now we have the Crookston and, and Bemidji and, um, War Road. We have a lot of good, and, and Roseau and Alex, a lot of good hockey being played in the outskirts that I'd love to give some love to. Well, I'd like those teams to come closer to my house too. Well, they're coming. Crookston's coming Friday. Uh, South St. Paul, Packers are 4-1. and one. Only loss was 6-3 against Proctor-Hermantown. Wins over Delano and Mount West Tonka, who's another one of those Two fringe to top 10, 10 teams. teams. Yeah, those are good wins. That's Lily Pockle and Bailey Vesper are the leading scorers with 10 God. and 7 points, respectively. That's insane that those two are, that's awesome uh, that they're doing so well because they're good young players. Yeah, but am I the jerk for not ranking? No. South St. Paul. No. No? You think no. they're still out of that top five? Yeah. No, no. I wanted, that's why I was headed to Doug Woog last night to see how good they were. Is there a team that is as consistent as South St. Paul in Class A? World? Well, other other than the obvious. <laughs> Proctor Out, Hermantown? Outside of the Orno. top. Outside of the top two. I would argue that South St. Paul over the years has over been the more years, consistent. Oh, than yeah, Orville. I mean, I, I, when we met Isla Reiskamp last year for her Player of the Year interview, she was talking about how they won like one game her eighth grade year, <laughs> some crazy low single-digit number. So, yeah, you're right there. I would say they would be in the top five for most consistent. That they're most consistent. All right. Well, they got a great coach, and they have history there, and I think it's fantastic that you know you're developing youth all the way up, and it's great. I think this is Delaney Norman's sixth year might as be. the starter. It might be. Goal. Jeez. Feels like she's been around forever. All right, Pick'em Review. Oh, my gosh. We didn't oh. have any Pick'ems because there was a light schedule, and you've already spilled. Want me to do it again? Drink all over me. And what more? How much more do you want to well, dunk I on I me? spilled on you? Well, I think yeah, that was you. I, 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 did I bring whoa, that whoa, into the whoa, office? Whoa, 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 did whoa. you know how to open it? No, you didn't know how to open it. I was you brought going, it in. I was so going yeah, to you open did it. Spill it all over me, and then you screwed yeah. it up. You were like this, I and then you it. screwed it up. I can't do it. I can't do it. So you'd have a man who could open it up. Yeah, and then you spilled it everywhere. And now you're yeah. blaming me for spilling it. You, did, did I bring it into the office? This is a worse Donnybrook than did the Bay. You of know how to open it in this scenario. You're JFK. You're JFK in the Bay of Pigs. You're passing the buck. Passing oh the buck, passing God. the blame. Wow, a history lesson here on Her Ice Podcast. For the record, I used the Bay of Pigs analogy for a lot of stuff. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, the Pick'em Session is sponsored to you, sponsored today by Summit Orthopedics. Um, Summit Orthopedics, 11 uh, clinics, but like dozens and dozens of offices all over the Twin Cities. Uh, great for acute pain, uh, injuries, sports injuries, uh, whether you're an athlete um, or a weekend warrior, fantastic place, great service, very professional. Had a chance to talk to uh, Dr. Eric Stromer on a Friday night. He came by for an interview for Friday Night Ice. And I, I said this on our other podcast. I was kind of expecting, like, some lame doctor. And he shows up, and he's like, yeah, well, I played college. It's, I played co- hockey at St. Thomas, and I knew this guy. I knew that guy, and my specialty is sports medicine. I was like, well, this is going to be a really easy interview. And everybody I've gotten to know at Summit has been fantastic, and I encourage others, if you are in injury or in need of surgery or thing like things like that, check out summitorthopedics.com. Are you trying to say that doctors aren't cool? Well, you know what I mean. I mean, 
they're a lot smarter than you and I, so they're going to just be on a completely different level than sportscasters. Oh, you thought it would be kind of like talking to somebody who is yeah, well read, a, a doctor against a knows science against a tournament organizer and math. Yeah, yeah, yeah science and math, that kind of stuff, physiology, you know? yeah, stuff like that, cosmetology. No, not that. <laughs> You want to pick some games here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, we got an eight-pack for you this weekend. Eight? I, yep, I eliminated a game. Now, do you have your pick them? Do you have your upset special? Because on your list that you showed me, you had No, those are just special. good games. Okay, because I got one of them. The, your eight good games, One of that's one of my upset special. One so of those is find, the upset special? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, you're putting yes. pressure on now. So you could pick another game that's an upset special. I'm going to. I'm going to have pick to. A game. Okay. I'm going to have to. All right, you're going to have to think on your feet here, young man, because I got mine all picked out. Fine. Do you want me to write down which mine is so you can leave <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, you didn't even end? tell me what it was. You just keep going on about how you have an upset special, and you don't tell me what it is. There. There's mine. Oh, that's an easy one. Yeah, so that's one of your eight, yeah, that, isn't it? that's an easy one. Yes, it is. Okay, all right. <laughs> so then let's save that one to the end. All right, we'll start could. at the top then. Edina at Hill Murray. Didn't we just kind of talk about this two teams a little bit? No, we didn't talk I about Hill Murray like at all. No, but I think we talked about the fact that I thought Hill Murray might be better than Maple Grove. And if I, if this is the year Edina could, you're going to beat Edina, this is the year to do it, right? We're, okay, so if you were doing the rankings and Hill Murray beat Edina, which is currently ranked number four, where would you slot Hill Murray, who's number six? No, I don't think it's any different. So I don't think it's a, as big of an upset if Hill Murray were to defeat them but okay. again I everything comes back to Uma right I, I can't pick against Uma it's hard so I'm gonna pick Edina all right Crookston at Blaine well, you didn't pick what do you mean is this our pick em session isn't yeah I was just kind of hoping I just was kind of hoping you're gliding you'd, past I that? thought you'd forget I thought you'd forget and I would just take the win next week <laughs> <laughs> that's a good strategy I like that thank you uh, I'm going to go Hill Murray. Okay. I'm going to go I'm Hill Murray. Cl- I'm close. And they have a great goaltender are you, as well. Are you writing all these down, Kayla? Kayla okay, you're the best. You're the best. What did we do before Kayla? I have I wrote them down <laughs> and we never remembered. And I would lose the paper six days later. Uh, Crookston at Blaine. Pretty soon, Chad Greenway's teeth is going to complain that we only talk about Crookston. Crookston. I know. I'm going to go. Oof. This is tough. I, I'm going to go Crookston. Okay. They already beat Northfield. Yes. And they have, it's going to be a low-scoring game because they got two great goaltenders. Crookston 2-1. I was going to say, this is a classic 2-1 game. It's going to be a 2-1 game. This, this is like uh, Jacques, nothing. This is like Jacques Lemaire's greatest dream. It's yes, going to be a five-player trap in the neutral yeah. zone. I'm going to have to take Blaine. Haley Hansen's another fantastic goaltender. Still one of yeah. my all-time favorite interviewees in the in the, all the years. Any. Boys, girls, men, women, you name it. She was spectacular young lady. That's I think awesome. Haley Hansen's the best goaltender that Northfield, not Northfield, <laughs> best goaltender that Crookston's faced this year. No offense to Macy Mueller, who's also a great goaltender from Northfield, but Haley Hansen could be the difference. I'm going to take the Bengals. I did it, and I think I've told this story on this show, but I, it bears repeating. I watched a game. It was probably one of the best girls' hockey games I've ever seen. It was it was like the basically the 20 twos were playing the 23s in an OS game over at Richfield and Haley was playing Uma was playing Sedona Blair was playing and Haley was the best goalie 
on the ice, bar none. It was so fun to watch. Wow. There you go. Uh, Gentry Academy at Warroad. Oh. Right? Oh. Right? Right? Kayla, clip his face right now. Look at his face. That is a great game. His mouth is agape. That is a great game. Number one versus number one. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, Might have to charter that jet up to work. Yeah. Um, Hintity, hint, I'm hint. using the charter already once this year for another game. Don't I get a charter voucher? Uh, well, hey, maybe. When is the game? Is it Saturday or Friday or it's Saturday? Saturday. Yeah, you're not going to make that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have our own events on the boys' side. Yeah, um, wow. Okay. And let's see. Hey, I could shoot Friday. I could shoot Friday because Brad's doing PA. I'm doing PA on Saturday. So, yeah, you can go to that Crookston game. Oh, we good. good. We good. Okay. Um, okay. Um, oof. I know. I want to go see this game. I would definitely lean towards World on the So one. mad right now. I still think Gentry's the third best team in the state. Okay. I okay. think it's Andover. Okay. I think it's Warroad. I think it's Gentry. And then I think it's Minnetonka. And then I think it's Edina. And then after oh, Edina, man. write this down. After Edina, Proctor Hermantown. You write that down, please. Write that down. I only write down good ideas. Oh, <laughs> uh, next. Next. Uh, no, I got to make my pick. Oh, this yeah. This is so tough. Is Sajivik back? I. I would say no. Okay. If Sajivic- and I was saying no because she was what appeared to be concussed. And again, I'm not speaking. I don't know any. Don't know what the actual injury is. But it is. seems Just as though she- if you fall hard on your head, it's going to take a few weeks recovery. Is that a fair statement? That is that is a fair statement. And if it's less than don't, two weeks, great. I applaud that. Awesome that she'll be back sooner than that. Just don't know that she's if she's back yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take Gentry. All right. Give me, give me Gentry. I wouldn't I just, be surprised. If I just any got result. a feeling. I got a feeling. I just got a feeling. I feel like this is a big game for Gazdick and Gazdick, the law firm of Gazdick and Gazdick. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. A couple of bombs from the point. Three-one Gentry at the end. All right, Edina and Holy Family. We can get rid of this one if we want to. No, what, you it's already on the table. All right, all right. I don't think. Again, goes back to uh, Edina's got more depth, got a little more experience. I just can't see it. I think it's like a 3-1, 4-1 type of game. This is the goaltending battle it'll, it'll of the look, century. Yes. I th- Yeah, did I say, th- I say 3-1? I three think one? Sedona holds the fort down to a 3-1 game. You're She'll gonna, face 35 shots and let in three. Who are you you're going to take? I'm going to go Edina. Okay. Yep. Oh, man. You can take Edina. Yeah, give me Edina. Give me Edina I mean, based on depth. You don't have to pick against me just... To pick against me. I like picking I against I know you, you do, and you, you lose a lot. Yeah, your face gets redder. You start to... Uh, when I don't win. You start to blush. <laughs> you start to sparkling blush just a little when bit. When I don't win, I get mad. Is that what you're saying? Holy Angels at Mount West Tonka. Class A Ooh. action. I know. It's a good one. I'm saying Holy Angels. I'm taking Mount West Tonka. All right. That's a tough one. That's that a definitely a tough 50-50. That's a tough one. Do you want me to do my upset special first? Or yeah, yours? you can go your first. All right, Moorhead and Wyzetta. Are you going to pick? I think Wyzetta would be, the uh, Moorhead would be the favorite because they're still in your top 10. Yeah. So you're going to pick Wyzetta? Yes. You're going to go out of limb and pick a high school team that's been in the section final in the last few years, mm-hmm. has 
a youth association with 813 girls in it. It's less than that. And de- to defeat Moorhead. Tiny, why is that, why tiny is, Moorhead. Why is that his two? Tiny and, little Moorhead why is that from the two and three right now. I, I'm surprised they have two wins. They're so young. Yeah. Who, who, you, just made, oh, you just made my point. Okay, who are they beating? Going back. Going back. There we go. Going back. Game well, schedule. Well, you, you just spent 30 seconds pooping know, on it, I and know, now you're like, whoa, 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 they win. They beat Brainerd, Little Falls, and Alex, and then they lost to Holy Family, Maple Grove, and Benil. Yeah. By a combined score so of 15 to 3. I just don't think that three. you could ever call Wyzetta beating Moorhead an, an upset. But if you want to... You want to upset? No, you want fine. To, you know what? Pop the if champagne you're gonna, next week. If you're going to complain about my it, my team is clearly not. About has it. No, been nowhere near success is going to beat a top ten team this week on the show. Oh my god! And I'm bringing in a case of real champagne, not this bubbly, you know, blush. People at the DMV complain. Grape about juice. Me. Oh, seriously. What you what you say? Can you mute the birthday boy, please? No. Oh my no. lord. No. All right, okay. fine. Tell us about your upset special, and I'll find another game. Oh, so you're going to walk away from Wyzetta? Be, you know, tiny Wyzetta? I'm not going to walk away. I'm going to roll away. little engine that could, Wyzetta? I'm going to roll away in my Trojan horse. <laughs> wow. And they're going to beat Morad? Come on. That's not an upset. Well, it doesn't sound like it anyway, though. although I think it kind of is. Um, I'm going to go Woodbury. What, what the, the white gloves of Woodbury. Uh, are going to beat Stillwater. There you go. Woodbury is going to beat Stillwater. You you're not no, even you paying attention. Your little, your little gerbil's going you looking for nothing, another game over there. You have nothing like, to add to that at all. You got nothing to add to that. You're just going to drip. Well, I think uh, this is an upset special. Why is it I an just upset special, though? you got to be able to Woodbury tell us Woodbury is cresting it. right now, playing its best hockey early in the year. Peaking. Peaking, and I don't think that uh, Stillwater has gelled as a team as much as we thought they would at this point in the season. So they are ripe for an upset. It's an upset special. I'll be drinking the champagne next Wednesday. There. Can't be real champagne. Okay. I already right. check with the FCC. All right. Sounds can't be, good. Can't be real champagne. All right. All right, fine. What about Blaine Maple Grove? Ooh, that would be an upset. Okay, thank you. Give me Blaine. I, I would take that as an upset. Give me Blaine. Again, right. I'll put I'll it down to that. goaltending. I know Maple Grove's got a great goaltender, Danny Strom. Yeah. But I like, I like Haley Hansen. Yep. And I like a close win for Blaine. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. I like that. Right. I like that. Well, we should take this into our aforementioned uh, interview with uh, Crookston head coach Emily Meyer. Thanks to the Red and Black League for their sponsorship of this segment. Take it away, Peter Odney. We are now joined by Crookston High School head coach Emily Meyer. She's got the Pirates rolling, the undefeated Pirates. And Emily, thank you for joining us. And here's your humdinger. What is a tougher job, being the Crookston High School head coach or being the vice president of the Crookston High School Student Council? Oh, definitely the Crookston Pirate head coach. 100%. <laughs> that was easier, no, than, easier than wrangling in all those students when you were a student at Crookston, huh? Oh, yeah. Wow, that's right. good research, Peter. I oh, thanks. Google. I Googled one article, and uh, that's what popped up. <laughs> so that makes you a pirate for life, right? Yeah. I mean, it was just something that I never thought I'd be doing and coming back to kind of the program that built me and – it's been a heck of a ride, and I've been enjoying it ever since. So, All right. You've been the head coach. This is your second season, right? 
Yep. Correct. All right. So winning 15 games last year. And as we said, the Pirates are rolling undefeated scorers up and down the lineup. Did you have any idea how good the team would be coming into this season? No, I didn't. I mean, we had the momentum at the end of the season last year, and I think the kids really got on board and got that taste of being in that section championship game against Warroad. And I mean, ever since then, that's where they wanted to be. They wanted to compete with teams like that. And I mean, they've really taken it upon themselves and really they're the ones that should get all the credit for this 6-0 and start of the season because they're just in it. They're invested. They bought into everything that I've been preaching the last, two seasons now. So I think they really know that my expectations for them are high and they're really buying into that. You mentioned your expectations. When you were first hired, you gave this quote to K rocks uh, crooks in his blue collar hockey. And that's how we're going to win games by getting into the gritty areas and outworking teams. Other teams like Waro to have skill, but if we have the heart and everybody wants it and works hard, we will be a tough team to beat. It sounds like you're needling Warroad Section 8A love rival it, a little it. bit. Keep needling. Is Keep that needling. is that true? Are you intentionally needling the Warriors? I mean, a little bit. I there there's it's always that David and Goliath game when Crookston comes up against Warroad. Um, I mean, my senior season when I played back in 2011, we saw Warroad in the section championship and lost three to two in overtime. So it's kind of left that bitter taste in my mouth and it's just always the goal. It's something that's in the back of my mind and it would just be so great to, for Crookston to really compete and beat that team because I think knocking them off would be huge. Um, let's talk a little bit about the the new co-op with Sacred Heart up in East Grand Forks. And again, we're not going to get into the, the politics and the schematics of all this stuff, but I got a question that's different than most would ask. How bad is the... Uh, is there a religious war in the town of oh East Grand Forks God. that Sacred Heart and East Grand Forks can't co-op with one another, but they co-op with Crookston 20, 30 miles down the road? Isn't that, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy to think that they wouldn't just pick something like that up. I mean, it just benefit them as a, as a program. But the boys team here at Crookston co-ops with Sacred Heart last year, and now their AD just thought that it would. It just only made sense that we offered girls hockey there too. So I mean, it's benefiting them and it's benefiting us in a huge way. I think it's great, and I again no no slam on East Grand Forks, but I, I knew this whole story from Dennis Bushy, who's a big involved in Minnesota hockey. He's like, yeah, I didn't play high school hockey. I'm like, why? He goes, because I went to Sacred Heart and we didn't have a hockey team. I'm like, well, you just couldn't play for East Grand Forks. He goes, are you kidding? My parents wouldn't allow it, but people from East Grand wouldn't allow it, and that's when I kind of knew there was this. I will call it a holy war or whatever, but between the Catholics and the Protestants, <laughs> I think it's hilarious to even that it even exists today. Don't you? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't know why East Grand Forks wouldn't pick him up. It's just giving, it's just broadening that getting more kids to play. It's crazy. It's crazy that it's turning into this huge, huge thing. It's bigger than what I thought it was going to turn out to be. And you talked about it before we, we turned on the call, that you don't have a lot of players from Sacred Heart but the opportunities for possibly girls from Grand Forks, North Dakota, attending a private school called Sacred Heart could open that opportunity for a good opportunity for you guys in Crookston who may not have the numbers. It could bolster those high school numbers on the boys and girls side. 
Yeah, I mean, it's turning out to kind of be that pipeline to kind of get those North Dakota kids to come and play Minnesota hockey because a lot of them, I mean, not to knock on North Dakota hockey because they're improving a lot, but Minnesota hockey is just where kids want to play. That's where they're going to get looks. They're going to get more opportunities. And, I mean, kids, when they hit that ceiling in North Dakota, they just they want to get more. They want to be more competitive. So coming to Minnesota is just kind of, the right move for a lot of these kids that are on the better kids that are on these North Dakota teams. Well, I mean, we've been talking about world, but let's not kid ourselves. The two leading scorers in the state of North Dakota, Riley Bartz and what's Kirkaby's first name? Lexi. Lexi Kirkaby are playing for Izzy this year up in world. So it, 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 let's not be a fool that this is happening already and will continue to happen in the future. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. It's just, North Dakota kids are hitting that ceiling and they're not getting enough competitive games. They want to come and show who they are. And Minnesota hockey is just, it's, it's unfortunate that North Dakota kids really don't get, if they're playing North Dakota high school hockey, they don't get as many looks, but I mean, them moving up to war road, that's good for them, but hopefully Crookston's going to be on the right track to do that. Well, talk about a cool schedule. You guys just played Northfield, who's got a D1 commit on their team, and now you're going to go and play Blaine, and they got a D1 goalie. This is great opportunity for your kids and, and a great spot. Like, wow, look at Crookston. They're already taking on a really tough schedule. Yeah, and that was the goal coming into it is when I got the schedule, it was pretty weak. So we had to cut a lot of games, which unfortunately was home games. The kids weren't too happy about that, but – we just had to get that schedule to be more competitive and play against teams where that's where we want to be at. And probably a lot more bus time. Ask Izzy about that. They spent a lot of time on a bus, and you're going to probably have to do the same. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where we're at. I mean, going up to Blaine, we're going to be playing in the War Road Holiday Tournament where we see teams that we haven't seen in years with Proctor Hermantown and Lakeville North. So I think it was just a good opportunity. I had to get into it. I mean, Izzy, Izzy reached out and wanted us to be a part of it. And I think it was, it was the right move to kind of cut some of the weaker teams because I mean, playing them going in and beating them 16 to nothing, we're not going to learn anything. And every, every game coming into playoffs is just practice for that. So, I mean, win or lose, we just got to be ready for that section game. You'd rather go 15 and 10, but put on a strong showing in the postseason, right? Instead of going 25 and 0. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 25 and 0 and winning to teams that aren't at our level just isn't going to prepare us for what's to come. Well, one of those players that we were uh, talking about in general terms uh, a few minutes ago, Campbell Friggy, your goaltender, she's one of those players who felt like it kind of hit her ceiling in North Dakota hockey. She needed something more challenging. What can you say about her performance this year? I mean, she's been lights out 25 out of 27 uh, against Northfield. I mean, she she made some amazing saves. She really stood on her head in, in that game and really won it for us, too. And I think it's giving us a lot of confidence that we have someone that can stop the puck back there. Because that was, unfortunately, one of our weaker spots. And her coming in after playing Bantam A hockey in Grand Forks, I mean, she was just looking for a team where she was going to make a difference. And Crookston was, Crookston was definitely on that level for her. And I mean, kudos to Reese Swanson. Reese Swanson was the one that told her that she'd come in and she'd play. And beating Warroad is definitely the goal for these kids. I mean, that's something that they've been working for their whole careers and know that they have the opportunity. This team's very special that I have. I mean, 
they just want it. And I think that's going to take them so far this year. Well, it seems like your team has this perfect balance of production from older players, which of course you want to see that out of your veterans that you, you play enough high school hockey, you want to improve each year and you want your point totalers to be your seniors and your juniors. But then you also have some younger players, freshmen, Taylor Field, Ashlyn Bailey, uh, Emma LaPlante, who have been coming up in big moments too. What does that say about the depth and the balance that you have on that roster? I mean, it's just, it's so nice that we have kids that can go out there and kind of play any position too. Um, I mean, we got the smarts, we got the veterans coming in that have been playing since probably eighth grade too. So they've seen a lot of ice time. They play a lot of hockey and it's just really going to benefit us in the long run. And they play a lot of hockey together and play against the one or when they play in their summer and fall league, they're playing with the kids that are all around the state and the best of the best. So, I mean, it's only beneficial for us and all those kids that are on the top two lines, they play a lot of hockey. So it's just going to work out more and more as the season goes on and they keep improving every single game. Is there a lot of unstructured hockey in Crookston? I mean, you down here in the Metro, you hear these romantic stories about Northern hockey and how you play outside and on the pond. Do these players get to play out in a park or on a frozen lake somewhere? Yeah. I mean, we, we have this one where it's called Aunt Polly's Flu. It's something where one of the one of the locals here, Mickey Kaiser, he Can you say that? Year, what what is it called again? I, I couldn't make it out. What was Aunt, it? It's called Aunt Polly's Flu. Aunt it's Polly. Just, okay, all right, got it. Aunt Polly's Flu. It's just somewhere one of the guys here that's super passionate about hockey, he he goes and he floods down a little swamp pond kind of thing that's right down the hill from his house and the kids just go out and play there all the time and it's it's just they go and have fun with it I think that's why they love the game so much because they can go out there with all their friends all these girls go out there as a team and they just go and play some pickup hockey Tony has left the chat that is that's all Norman Rockwell couldn't have painted a better (laughs) picture there wow I love that that's awesome that is awesome did you play a lot there growing up on Aunt Polly's slew yeah, because it was um, I was really good friends with Shannon Kaiser. Um, it's her dad that has been doing it for a long time. They get the fire department to come out and really flood it with the big fire hoses. And we have Are you a making this up. Hose. This is made up. No, I'm, right? not making, I'm not making this up. <laughs> and it's something where every Christmas we would go out and just go play some pickup hockey. We'd have a bonfire going, and it was just fun and laid back. And is I Andy? Mean, that's why. Is Andy Griffith the sheriff of Crookston, too? Yeah, no. Is Leave It to Beaver running around Crookston? Jeez. All right, I got a question, and Peter always makes fun of me for this. Is I love to kind of get your background. Like, uh, what, what, where, you know, you got family, brothers, sisters, siblings, parents. Tell us a little bit about your family growing up, because it kind of tells, paints a picture of best who you are, Emily. Yeah, I mean, I'm the youngest of four kids. I knew I liked you. I knew I liked you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have an older sister that's like 44 years old and my brother and a sister that played goalie for the pirates. And she was actually on the team that beat Waro to go to state. She was that goaltender that took them there. So I mean, she have that over on you. Does she have that over on you then? Doesn't she? Oh, all the time. So this is, this is, this is your fire. This is your fire inside your sister. See, uh, I know, and she, she's going to be watching this too because she's super passionate about pirate hockey. She's one of the biggest supporters, and she she really was a big goaltender here in Crookston for What's them her during first that. Name? What's her first name? 
All right, good, good. All right, got to get her a shout out. And then mom and dad, let, let's hear about what was their profession? Uh, what was their influence on you? My mom, my mom's a, a nurse. She works here at the Villa St. Vincent and she's been there since, gosh, she was 19 years old, I think. And my dad, he used to be a farmer and then now he works as a production manager over in Grand Forks. So, I mean, just two very hardworking people that are very supportive in sports. I mean, they went to every single hockey game. They now cheer me on as coaching too. Cause me moving back here after going, I was living in Wisconsin, went and played college hockey there at Stevens point and moved back here four years ago. And then ever since then, just been coaching hockey. So in your bio it says that you're a paraprofessional. People don't know this is the lowest paid, hardest job <laughs> in the world. And I have so much respect for that job. Can you tell me a little about what you do day to day? I mean, just making sure I keep kids on track, keeping them successful. I mean, that's kind of my passion is just working with kids and making sure that they have a little bit more motivation and know that somebody believes in them. And I think that's definitely carrying into the hockey team and helping them out a lot too. Cause I think this program just really needed somebody to push them and believe them, believe in them. So, I mean, it goes hand in hand. The kids love that I'm here in the building and they come and bother me all the time, but. So <laughs> I mean, it's I'm not just, just at the crazy. hockey rink you're pushing kids it's it's on your day job too and I think that's awesome thank you I mean I just love it I love working with all these kids and I'm probably when hockey season starts I never see my family much because I'm just at the rink helping out with the youth program as much as I can and just being there all the time well it sounds like you're a bit of a throwback back to those days when the coaches were teachers and knew these kids on a personal level but I would imagine there are some challenges with that where it's hard to kind of separate your job as a para and then turning on hockey brain as soon as you get to the rink. Does that get tough? Or do you feel like you're ever, it's kind of a long-winded question, but do you feel like you're ever easier on a player because you know what's going on at school? Yeah, sometimes. But they all know that I have very high expectations, and I think it scares them a little bit that I'm in the building. So I know a lot more, especially when they – are being a little lazy in class and it's nice because then all the teachers here in the administration are super supportive and let me pull kids out and when I have to especially when grade checks come around because if they're not passing classes then they, they don't get to play so I think having them to that high expectation too is is huge and knowing that I'm here and I'm always watching is they're really on their best behavior. So I think it's a good thing. Well, a minute ago, you said something about belief and not to pull us off this wonderful off ice track, but uh, the win over Northfield, I, obviously they got the names. Mueller is a fantastic goalie. Uh, McCaution, Puppy. What kind of win does that do? What kind of win? Bleh. What kind of win does that do for your team getting kind of a watershed victory to establish yourself as a state power? I mean, it just gave these kids momentum. It gave them that hope that that they know that they can compete with top teams like that. And, I mean, Northfield really gave it to us, but that was some of the best hockey I've seen this group play in a very long time. So I think taking that momentum into the games this week is just going to be huge, especially preparing for Tuesday when we take on War Road in War Road. So, I mean, these kids have just got to be ready to go. You say War Road like it's just a – a soured, gross <laughs> elixir. That's what I mean. It just—it's always been that bitter taste in my mouth. It's Warro's been the team that 
we've always wanted to beat. And then when I played, it was Layla Marvin on that team and Shelby Ansley Benzie, that was the goaltender. And I mean, Layla's back and coaching with her dad. So it's, it's interesting to see that side of things and making sure that, I mean, it, it is, it's always that long drive and the game's at seven thirty at night. And then it's a tough drive all the way back. So, and I see that we're playing on the Olympic sheet on Tuesday too, and not the garden. So that's, that's a little interesting to me. I always think that there's something, something more to that. <laughs> Just keep icing the puck. Just throw it all the way down every time. <laughs> right, right. I got nothing more. You this got nothing fantastic. more? Well, this is great. I'm like, I'm still back at the, the slough. <laughs> I don't believe it. It's awesome. Uh, that's, it is. It really is. That's so cool. We've been totally spoiled. We have been. Over the last few minutes, head coach of the Crookston Pirates, Miss Emily Meyer. Thank you so much, Emily. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate coming on here. Go Pirates. Hey, that was a pretty darn good interview, especially considering it was our first shot at it. Peter, nice work. Thank you. That's such a contrast to what you told me when you walked in this morning. Or <laughs> <laughs> was I down and out in Beverly Hills? This nothing, morning? nothing set up. Well, we just had, well, it was all the setup. Wasn't set up. So, oh, I want to make one more point about my upset special. <laughs> mean that was a half an hour ago in the show. I'll clip the audio. All right. Blaine what? gave Maple Grove two of its closest games last season. Maple Grove came out on top in both four to three. Okay. Well, so you're saying you might, you might have a chance. Yep. All right. All right. So I have a, a segment of the show. We'll close this show out. It's called Tony's Tough Talks. Okay. <laughs> I just made that up 20 seconds ago. Tony's Tough Talks. Are you ready for this? This is the stuff. You sound that, like you uh, should be on happy days in a leather jacket. Just next to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Tony's Tough Talks. Yeah, here we go. Ready? So Tony's Tough Talks starts like this. It's called the Tough Coach, right? Um, everybody had a coach, whether it be in uh, at sports or, or something in life that you didn't like, right? Peter. Did you ever have a coach you didn't like? And you don't have to cite his or her name, but did you, did you ever have one you didn't like? Uh, that one is a complicated question for yes. me. Yes, so the answer is yes. So yeah. let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yes, I had a coach that I didn't particularly like. Uh, At what level? Youth, youth or high school? Youth baseball. Okay, all right. I always got along with it was, His name coaches. wasn't Eric, was it? It was not Eric. Okay. <laughs> my, dad, my dad couldn't hit the broadside of a barn right. with a canoe paddle. All right. Um, I came to realize that I didn't like him as an adult when I thought back to some of his uh, coaching methods. And honestly, I love the guy. It's a little complicated because I knew him outside of sports so right. well. He was the dad of one of my good, good friends in elementary school. And as you get older, you start rationalizing things. Right. and thinking about, yeah, he was – a really good athlete. He just couldn't really understand why some of us weren't very good at baseball. And <laughs> of uh, those kind. But he, in retrospect, he was one of the only coaches who really held me accountable. Like, got in my face about not, like, why aren't you taking batting practice with us? Why aren't you coming to the voluntary workouts? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? That's so, fantastic. It's a, it's a mixed bag of not wanting to get yelled at, but also appreciating the fact that he cared enough to get in my face about it. 
Well, Peter, for the guy who hated Tony's tough talk so much, you just knocked it <laughs> out of the park. That's exactly my point of this whole thing. You often hear, and this is this is not just a girl's topic; it's a it's a gender, you know, neutral topic. Is kids not liking their coach, parents listening to their advisors or their friends at other associations, and or going, people on Facebook? We don't like the coach, so guess what we do? We're just going to move. We're going to move and we're going to move to another team and then the grass will always be greener there. Well, I'm going to go back to an interview. I think it was an interview or just a conversation I had with my friend Tom Chorsky growing up. And he talked about not liking Pat Burns as his coach when he was in the pros. Hated him. Mm. Hated him, coach. Great mustache, though. Oh, yeah. But he said as he looks back, you know, that Pat Burns was one of the best coaches that he ever had. Makes sense? So sometimes these coaches who you don't like – who might be playing in the second line and not the first line or not letting you play power player, but they're actually doing you a service and you're doing yourself a disservice by leaving or moving or taking your ball and going home. You need to kind of take a look in the eye and realize that every coach that you're going to have isn't going to be perfect. Uh, when you get to the Gophers, you might not like Brad Frost. You get to Wisconsin, you might not like Mark Johnson. You know, at some point in your life, you're not going to be first line center. And I was talking about, I was like, I was using the Grace Zumwinkle. There's only a few Grace Zumwinkles who's always first line center. You know, she was probably first line center at Minnetonka. She was at Breck. She is at Minnesota. But guess what? For the other 19 players or 190 players, there's not a Grace Zumwinkle. You follow what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have spots where you don't like to play. You're going to have coaches you don't like. At the end of the day, you're going to have to learn to deal with it. And moving or going where the grass is greener isn't necessarily the answer. Well, and I've told this to a couple of – I told this to a player during the spring, I think. And we were talking about another player, and the the other player wasn't happy with his playing time and was kind of bad-mouthing the coach. And I said, there are two entities – that are allowed to be jerks and get away with it. One is Connor McDavid. Yep. The other is Jesus Christ. And you are neither of those people. So <laughs> shut it. Every, 99 I per, love it. That's ni- perfect. That 99% was, yes. of players are bubble players, and I don't think they realize it. I you agree. know how easily, this sounds cruel, but you know how easily you can be replaced as you get older? I the, couldn't agree with you more. College hockey is a business. Except on this podcast, you are irreplaceable. Well, yeah, there. because there's only two of us. <laughs> I know. But college hockey is college, obviously. They're technically amateurs, kind of. Not really, but it is a business. They will find somebody who will play if you won't. I couldn't agree. So you better more. figure out how to get along with a coach who doesn't like you. Ah, well, that or was our like first him. edition of Tony's Tough Talks. How do you think it went? It was tough. It was tough. It was, it was pretty tough. tough. I'm a little afraid. I feel like I'm, uh, you know. At the pinball machine. And the I got another one. I got me. another one on Tony Stuff Talks next week, too. A little topic, so it should be fun. Ooh, Shout out nice. to our sponsors this week. Jack's Cafe, Summit Orthopedics, Red and Black Leagues. For Kayla, our producer, Peter Odney, I'm Tony Scott. Hope you enjoyed today's Her Ice podcast. We'll see you around the rinks. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bouncing master Watch it on the news, what you gonna do I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool